The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. In-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Protests at the Capitol overnight over a controversial bill that would affect transgender children. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller. Good morning, I'm Sally Hernandez. The bill would prohibit physicians from providing gender transition surgery, hormone therapy, or puberty blockers to Texans under 18 years old. It would also exempt that care from coverage under state health insurance plans. House Committee on Public Health hearing ended just after midnight. Some of the people signing up to testify tell us they did not get to speak because the hearing wrapped up. There were hundreds of people signed up. We have some viewer video from inside the Capitol this morning. You can see people chanting in the Capitol. Shortly after, they moved to what is known as a die-in, all lying on the floor. One person we talked to said this was to show many transgender lives could be lost if the bill were to become law. One woman who testified last night says she's fighting for her daughter's rights. She just wants to live her best life, use the bathroom and privacy, and be offered the same medical rights as every other human. Advocates for the bill also testified they say they are protecting children. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. We begin with a look at clouds and radar. We've got a couple pockets of light rain watching for a few isolated storms too. This is all east of I-35. Very few and far between, but we'll keep an eye on this 10% chance of rain we've got this morning. I'm really not expecting heavy rain, but we'll take any sort of moisture we can get. Live look outside from our Palms Car Wash camera there in Northwest Austin. Good morning to you guys. Good morning to everyone listening in on the podcast. You're walking out to 60s this morning, 65 up in North Austin. Same thing downtown, 66 in Bastrop. We've got upper 50s to low 60s out in the hill country. So you can probably go without a jacket in most areas, and we're going to have no problems warming up today to the 70s, but that's it. So I want to emphasize the fact that it's still going to be comfortable. I mean, our temperatures are getting back into the 70s. We're just not going to touch the 80s like what we had yesterday. So a little cooler today. And that 10% chance of rain, that's just going to be for this morning. So the cooler temperatures will take us through today and tomorrow. But relatively cooler, not cold. We're going to be watching the winds very closely. Believe it or not, there's a cold front sneaking through this morning. And it's going to leave us real windy for the rest of the day. Our next cold front following today's will come on Friday and then has slightly better rain chance tied to it. So I'll fill you in on those details. We'll talk about when, where, and how much rain we can see over the next six to seven days coming up in your first morning forecast. New video released overnight showing the moment a shooter entered a private elementary school in Nashville with an assault style rifle, then killing three students and three more adults. And we do want to warn you here, this may be difficult to watch. Absolutely, please. Police say that the shooter was a former student familiar with the school's layout. And again, before we show you the video, a warning. It was released by Nashville law enforcement, and we want to remind you that it is difficult to watch. Here's NBC's Jay Gray. We're under a mass casualty alert. Locked glass doors, shattered by gunfire. A shooter crawling through the doorframe, stalking the hallways of the Covenant School with what appears to be an assault-style rifle. Then, minutes later... The school shooting, multiple victims down. Three nine-year-olds and three staff members murdered as they were starting their day at the Covenant School. It's disgusting, and I, yeah, 
I just, I have no words. Like, I'm just trying to process it all. It's so terrible, so sad. Investigators say the 28-year-old suspect killed by officers as they rushed into the building was a former student. There's some belief that there was some resentment for having to go to that school, and that's why this incident occurred. Nashville's police chief says Audrey Hale identifies as transgender. That information, part of a manifesto uncovered by police who say the school was not the only target. There was going to be uh, shootings at multiple locations, uh, and, um, and the school was one of them. There was actually a map uh, of the school detailing surveillance uh, entry points. Now, this stunned, scared, grieving community searches for a map of how to move forward. I mean, there's not much you can do as a teenager, and I mean, just someone like just so small in this world and but I mean I can pray and I can bring flowers mm. and I can extend a hand of comfort comfort that is so desperately needed here right now Jay Gray NBC News Nashville Digging deeper into the FBI data, and 90% of mass shootings are carried out by men from 2000 to 2017. Nine of the 250 shooting incidents were women. At least six people are badly sick after carbon monoxide exposure in a North Texas home. Fort Worth police got a call from a child who said her mom was acting differently. When first responders opened the door, the child collapsed. First responders entering that home and found several others collapsed inside as well. Five children and an adult are now in the hospital. The emergency responders went in without their protective gear to save those inside. They later received oxygen and also went to the hospital. Investigators are still looking into how this happened. Coming up, why the largest school district in our area may slow down the search for its next superintendent. And how the women that kept American tanks rolling and bombers flying in World War II are still being honored 80 years later. Good morning, a live look outside from our Palms Car Wash camera in Northwest Austin. And you will notice it feels a little bit cooler out there to kick off your Tuesday morning. Thanks for being with us here on KXAN News today. Want to tell you the largest school district in our area may slow down its search for the next superintendent. Yeah, this is different. Austin ISD school board members announcing that they would hold a special meeting Thursday to talk and possibly vote on the move. They will also consider extending an agreement with interim superintendent Matias Segura through May or through June, rather, excuse me, of 2024. The trustees say choosing the next superintendent is an immensely important decision, but they also recognize how much the district would benefit from uninterrupted district leadership right now. They pointed to urgent needs, including early literacy for historically marginalized students, special education, staff morale, and help for struggling campuses. The school board also gave the go-ahead to repurpose some old campuses in the heart of downtown, the former Pease Elementary is going to turn into an early childhood education center. Since the building will need some improvements, it's scheduled to open in 2024. Facility will be home to both a new alternative learning center as well and a mix of affordable and workforce housing. It's a story we've been following since 2019. That is when the district first voted on the future of these closed campuses. 
Still ahead, how the state is providing us and police a helping hand during a staffing crisis. Next, the step for a high-profile Austin murder trial coming up later on today. It was a happy birthday to say the least for Rodney Terry, no longer interim head coach at the University of Texas. I've got more on that coming up. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Hey, good morning. A live look outside from downtown Austin, our city lit up as we kick off this Tuesday morning. Happy to have you around here dark and early. In the heat of World War II, their hard work kept American tanks rolling and bombers flying. 80 years later, they are still being honored. Rightfully so. NBC's Andrea Mitchell has their story. From the factory floors to recruiting posters and songs. Few women in American history are as iconic as Rosie the Riveter. How old were you when you started working in the factory? Well, I just graduated out of high school. Putting their lives on hold to build the bombers and tanks that helped win the war. These Rosies, most in their 90s, four older than 100, are now being honored for their service. We worked like heck to beat the guys' butts out of there for doing what they did to our boys out in Pearl Harbor. From a national necessity, starting a revolution for women in the workplace and proud of it. Up until 1941, it was a man's world. And they didn't realize how capable women are. There's nothing I don't think that a woman can't do. It's up to the woman whether she wants a career raise in a family or whether she wants to be an astronaut. We have that choice now. Invited to Washington on an honor flight usually reserved for World War II veterans dedicated to the Rosies. Asking tour guides to let them pose in front of the suffragette statue in the Capitol and visiting the World War II Memorial. We weren't doing it for honors or rewards. We were doing it to save our country and save our brothers and uncles and aunts, whoever were working. Doing all that crappy work in a factory so they can put their lives on the line, it was worth it to have them come back. A group proud of all they accomplished in the war and for women for years to come. Andrea Mitchell, NBC News, Washington. Look at that, generations mm. of women, proud leaders. I love that, and <laughs> fashionable too. Fashionable. Do you notice the red, white, and blue? That's right, no nonsense either. No nonsense. Just like, we were messing with you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here. Happy Tuesday. We've got a little bit of activity out in our eastern counties. Nothing that's widespread, nothing severe, but some pockets of light to moderate rain. I'm not seeing anything in the way of lightning right now, so these are just plain old showers hanging on. As far as the overall trend goes across the state, you're going to see a lot of cloud cover and most of the storms down near the Houston metro area. Our next weather maker is still impacting the Pacific Northwest. So we're a few days out. The storm itself is going to go to our north, but it's going to drag a cold front through our area on Friday. That could bring us a few more storms. Currently sitting at 65 degrees, we've got most of the area in the 60s right now with humidity about 56%. 
from those 50s and 60s. We're on our way to 70 degrees today. So it's not going to be cold, just relatively cooler than the 80 we had yesterday. And that's due to a weak cold front slipping in as we speak. It's not going to do a whole lot to our rain chances. We're still only sitting at 10% through about lunchtime. Uh, but temperatures, I think, will be noticeably cooler here. This is a look at your afternoon highs from Mason County to Fayette County. And you can see the majority of us likely to top out our warm up in those mid to upper 60s. And Austin, the warmer, warm spot I should say at 70 degrees. What are we looking at up top? Well we have more clouds than sun. We're not going to see any heavy rain, but maybe a few pockets of uh, sprinkles this morning. A few light showers out in our eastern counties as we speak. But even tonight, we'll be watching for a little bit of drizzle possible. This will be well after sunset, but I'm thinking overnight into tomorrow morning, we have a little more moisture to work with, so a few more spots of that light rain possible overnight into your Wednesday morning. How much rain could we see? Not a whole lot. So even if you are lucky enough to see those raindrops, you could expect less than a tenth of an inch of rainfall between today and even tomorrow, too. I'm not expecting anything in the way of significant rainfall. I'm not expecting any significant storm threat either. We're just looking at a general risk of non-severe storms here in the Hill Country and Southern counties. Our severe risk is actually not something I'm considering today. And even with their next cold front, it looks like most of the severe weather threats going to stay to our north. Now, the good news is, is we don't have to worry about it. The unfortunate news is, is we are expecting a pretty significant severe weather outbreak across most of Missouri, Arkansas, and into Indiana, Illinois, as we get into the back half of the work week. So it is going to be active weather elsewhere, just not here at home. Temperatures, 70 today. Tomorrow, though, tomorrow will be the coolest day of the next seven as our high temperatures get stuck the 60s aerial wide. You can see those spotty rain chances we're looking at through midweek at 20%. We'll go 20 to 30% chance of storms and showers along that cold front on Friday. Temperatures peak ahead of the front in the upper 80s. Some very low rain chances for your weekend and temperatures comfortable in the 80s. Thank you, Kristen. As Austin police deal with a major staffing crisis, We've learned help is on the way. The Department of Public Safety is going to be helping Austin police patrol the streets in just a matter of days. Now, troopers are going to focus on violent crime areas and traffic deaths. Mayor Kirk Watson, Police Chief Joe Chacon, and Colonel Steve McCraw made the announcement yesterday. Mayor Watson said he is the one who reached out to state officials asking for their reinforcement. Troopers in the capital city, that's nothing new since DPS is headquartered in Austin. However, this is different because a task force will specifically help Austin police. As they've done in other cities, uh, as was mentioned, um, they have stepped in in moments when crime is up and um, the, the local resources essentially are overwhelmed. The greatest force multiplier is teamwork. And that's what we're just talking about today. And I can tell you, the Austin PD has been there when DPS needed them, and we're going to be there when you need us. Okay, so leaders say that it's not going to cost you any money, the taxpayer, and there's no set time limit for when this is going to end or really how long this initiative is going to last. But we can tell you, as you heard there from the chief, DPS has stepped in to help other Texas cities before. Back in 2019, Dallas police worked with DPS on patrol operations, which were both praised and criticized. According to the Dallas Morning News, critics said troopers did not effectively stop violent crime and used aggressive traffic enforcement. That led to hundreds of low-level arrests. But the Dallas mayor said he was grateful for their assistance helping reduce crime in local neighborhoods. 
Park safety is top of mind for a lot of folks out in East Austin. Over the weekend, another shooting, this time at Chicano Park, hurting three people and leaving others diving for cover. Yeah, as Nabil Ramonda explains, staffing issues forcing APD to pull officers who had been patrolling parks and assigning them to other places. Chicano Park in East Austin, a place people come to enjoy. Baseball fields, murals, a playground, there's something for everyone here. The park is beautiful. But on Sunday, the sounds of laughter quickly faded as gunfire rang out. This audio recording painting a picture of how many rounds were fired, sparking panic. People jumping the curves, running on the grass, kids running, moms and dads running. And all you hear is a whole bunch of shots. One of our kids came in from outside saying they'd heard a lot of loud bangs out near the neighborhood playground. APD tells us the first officer arrived at 6.49 p.m. on Sunday. The shooting left three people injured. They're all expected to survive, but no arrests have been made. And we were able to see um, down the street an ongoing you know, multi-person fight out in the park and People running still to get away. People living nearby say they're concerned with recent gatherings taking place on the weekends. What we would like as a neighborhood around here, maybe some police presence or, or cameras in the entrances and maybe see who's coming in and who's going out. This shooting also pushing people away from a park that they love. I've been living here all my life and I won't come on the weekends with my kids, my grandkids. Well, according to APD, they say officers did get there to the scene within 10 minutes of the call. Well, parks and trails in Williamson County will get a clean sweep. The county contra contracted a tree care company to remove the leftover tree and limb hazards from February's ice storm. Cleanup is expected to happen over the next several weeks. As far as citywide cleanup in Georgetown, the Public Works Department says cleanup is 70% complete. In Austin, the city's final cleanup phase is expected to last all of next month. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Since December, Rodney Terry has fielded questions about his status as interim head coach. He's always deflected, saying it's about the players. Well, on Monday afternoon, it was about Terry. What a, what a, what a birthday present, huh? All right. <laughs> Don't get any better than that. Yeah, with athletic director Chris Del Conte, they hammered out a deal. Rodney Terry is... The head coach at the University of Texas, no interim tag, and it did happen on his 55th birthday. Imagine what was going through his head back on December 12th, hours after the Chris Beard arrest. He takes over, and he leads Texas to that hard-fought overtime win against Rice. And from there, they won 21 more games. They ended on a seven-game win streak before the loss to Miami, including a regular season win over Kansas and a Big 12 tournament title over Kansas. Now Rodney Terry is the head coach. Recruiting is job one for a coach. Ron Holland's one that the Longhorns have, and he's sticking with his commitment. He's a McDonald's All-American from Duncanville, and he'll play in that All-American game tonight. On Monday, he talked about playing for Rodney Terry. He had those guys playing, and he really deserves that job. And just to see him reach that goal and for them to uh, give him the opportunity to continue to coach that team, it's a really good feeling for me because I get to stay committed to that team, me and A.J. Johnson, and we get to go try to get, a, get us a national championship next year. Holland and A.J. Johnson, the two incoming freshmen, and now 
Terry will figure out his roster, who's staying, who's leaving, and who they might go after in the transfer portal. Once again, he will be formally introduced as head coach later this morning. Back to you. A lot of people happy to see him sticking around. It is the most popular app in the world, and it could be a security risk. Over the weekend, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is saying lawmakers plan to move forward with legislation aimed at TikTok. I talked with a former State Department special agent about the risk and how a potential ban could be just a start. Why is it that America would consider banning TikTok and its concerns over China? We have the element of the technology actually collecting data, you know, metadata, behavioral habits, uh, privacy data. You have that element. Uh, you have the element of as an influence platform because they really want to influence us. So are they going to be able to put, put things in front of people that are going to cause them to be scared? And could TikTok be just the tip of the iceberg? Do you see this being a situation where other Chinese companies have their products banned? I think it's a good probability. Uh, we look at our national, national security priorities, and they're shifting right now in light of what's going on in the world. And uh, yeah, this there may be other technologies. Looking forward, is it possible that this expands beyond China, where it gets to a point where if you are not an ally of the U.S., you could potentially have concerns about companies being banned from other countries? Yes, I think if things progress uh, towards greater conflict and division, and we are seeing a shift in the world order, uh, some older players have decided to step up and make their move. So on that economic front, not being dependent on those adversarial countries for our well-being would make sense. Former special agent Ron Holloway, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.